Sirius pushed his roughly aside and strode around the table towards Snape, whipping his out as he went. Snape whipped out his own. <laughs> All right. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love Amazing. It. Welcome back, Thirst Buckets. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hi, Bim. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. It's a quarantine. There's a lockdown or maybe there isn't. I feel like it's a fever dream that we all had collectively and we're slowly waking up out of it. It's very Midsummer's Night's Dream. But, um, you know, I'm here. I'm here. I'm upright. I've been cooking a lot. Um, and hopefully once the world opens again, I can cook a lot less and eat meals that were not made by my own hands once again. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel like we came out of the fever dream of the quarantine lockdown. We're actually still a little bit in it. And then I woke up and like my foot was amputated um, as the world <laughs> <What>? is burning <laughs> and we're having this revolution going on. And, yes, <laughs> you know, that um, too. So there's still a lot happening. I still feel a little yes. bedridden right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we can have a little um, uprising as a treat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Post-quarantine. But, you know, in the midst of all this, uh, all of our sickness analogies, we've got uh, a, <laughs> a little bit of medicine. <laughs> Amazing. Know. That was the most you like tenuous that, right? you like fucking that. link in the world. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. <laughs> I'm equally ashamed as I am proud. Amazing. We've got Fantastic. a big old heap of sugar. So get oh this my god, get out. Get that out. doesn't work? That doesn't work? No? Okay. No, no, that was okay. trash. Um, <laughs> you took it too far. <laughs> We've got a special guest with us in our virtual studio today. Bim, mm -hmm. who do we have in the house? Nicole, it is my honor, my privilege, and indeed my pleasure to tell you that the person that we have today is none other than Mr. Jason Mantzoukas. <laughs> go wild, go crazy. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. You sound it. Come on, here we are. All uh, our Zoom windows are us in our homes where this is the podcasting uh, and how we're doing it now. And it is very yes. strange time. Uh, for is. myriad reasons, a very sad, scary, strange time. So it is, I will say, delightful. Uh, to be locked away in my closet chatting with you two today. So uh, a, a highlight of an otherwise very uh, a dark and unsettling day. Amazing. Thank That's you. always my aim, is to be a highlight on, a, on an unsettling day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, um, I know that this is, like you said, um, a sort of a difficult time. What have you been doing in quarantine to make yourself feel like a human being? You know... I, I I'm 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 starting to get worried that I'm not doing enough to make myself feel like a human being. I feel like I'm slipping into like automated life. I feel like I'm slipping into like paring away anything that gives me like joy or happiness and just focusing on like head down, get through the days. Boom, boom. It feels very sadly joyless because it is you know, I live in Los Angeles. Um, you know, we've been stay at home now. It's loosened a little bit, but I frankly don't know that it's smart that it's as loose as it is right now. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I've been, you know, sheltering at home for some, I don't know, 80 since the first week of March. Um, and it feels insane. 
I'm like just kind of wandering my house, uh, and that's about it. I'm like, you know, I'm desperate, as you guys were saying at the beginning, I'm desperate to like go sit in a restaurant with my friends and just have a lovely dinner and a a bottle of wine and like catch up. I just, I'm finding myself craving like the intimacy of my friends, you know, or the people Mm -hmm. that I love. And that Mm -hmm. is the thing that is, I will say, the hardest for me during all this is just being feeling very detached and adrift from humanity. Cool start to the podcast, guys? (laughs) Am I doing it right? Spot on. Yes, that's perfect. I mean, mean, it's going to get... I mean, I'm concerned that my appearance on podcasts as the quarantine goes on is just going to get darker and darker in 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 my represent like there's going to be a timeline of like oh wow early on really cheery and chipper but as it get like like the first aid kid is really the the breaking point after that Jason Manzukis on podcast is just openly weeping for hours <laughs> rending his clothes <laughs> Uh, are you a pet person? Is it? Are you able to? I mean, I'm sure you have to travel a lot normally. Yeah, um, but I had a dog. I had a dog for a number of years, um, and then she died. I mean, this is just, she died probably six years ago. Um, oh. And then, kind of to your point, a lot of I started traveling a lot more for work, and it started to feel a lot more difficult to maintain having a dog because it would either require like boarding that dog all the time or, you know, having, it just felt like it would be contributing to a more chaotic life for the dog. Um, right right now though. Yeah. I wish I did. And I've, and have now, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of people are fostering dogs right now. And for a while they were saying a lot of shelters are empty, which is wonderful. But I have thought about doing that now, kind of assuming, I think I can presume right now, going forward, it's still going to be a while until there's such a time where I'm traveling to the degree that I was. You know, I don't think we're going to jump straight back into touring the podcast that I do, or I don't think I'm going to, I just, I spent three months in London on a job last fall. Like, I don't think I'm going to be jumping around a lot more, so why not? Mm. Yeah, that's, I feel exactly the same way. Like, I might as well get a dog. Why not? Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, and it's, and I mean, and, and, and to be selfish about it, you know, it would, I, I genuinely believe, I think it would be, uh, it would very much improve my mood. And to be, uh, you know, and, and hopefully, like, to get a dog out of a shelter would be wonderful, you know? So, you know, it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah. Let's do it, Bam. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's, let's get dogs. Let's get a dog together. It. Are we getting? Let's get a dog. Let's oh, have a bi-coastal yes. dog. Are we going to yes. share a dog? Yes. I mean, it's the beginning. I know. It. I know it's the beginning of the podcast, but I'll do it. And let's jump in, both feet. We're both. We're getting dogs. That's it. Nicole, you f- yeah. feel free to join in. You I, bring your cat. I, I I adopted a cat <laughs> in the middle of all of this. Um, oh, nice. She's over here in the corner watching me. Um and. <laughs> <laughs> like the creepy boyfriend <laughs> <Yes>. she is. <laughs> but she really has like saved me because I don't know what would have happened in the last like month and a half if I did not have this other heartbeat with me in my apartment. So yes, yeah, y'all adopt a dog together. Yeah, and, yeah. I and, love it. You know, Jason, when you're traveling, you could just drop it off in New York for Bill to right. take care of. 
There yes, is. and when I go see family in London, I'll drop it in LA. This is a completely unstressful life with such a dog, so I'm really excited to do this. I am too. I am too. I think this is going to be a home run. I don't, you know. I, 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 I foresee no, no problems. This is it our feels... first meeting, but I'm certain we will be able to co-parent together, I don't know, without any problems. Precisely. I like that you see the vision so clearly, because I do too. I like taking big leaps. <laughs> This is it. The biggest leap of all. Jump right Can you in. imagine the story? Just to me. Yeah, oh, who's this? Oh, this is my dog. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was on a podcast and I just uh, adopted a, a dog with uh, one of the hosts. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's great. It's pretty It's pretty weird, but uh, you know, it works. We make it work. <laughs> that's, the thing. that's the thing that everyone says. We make it work. It's you know, hard we know work. it's not conventional. It's hard work, but I wouldn't want to raise this dog with anybody else. <laughs> There you go. See, there it is. <laughs> the platitude down to its science. Amazing. This is Rex. Say Re hi, Rex. Wait, Rex? Rex? Okay, first of Rex all. Rex is a good name for a dog. Say, first say of Rex all, again. Say huge Rex again. Problem. Say Rex? Rex again. Yes, see, that's perfect. Listen to how you say it. Exactly. That's a dog's name. It's almost, Rex but it's, the dog. Uh, it's too much of a dog. Rex. Come on, Rex. Okay, well, what else? Although we do, we do just, we do get to play like, we, we do, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of ways to play around with Rex. I don't mind it. Okay, I'm, I'm on board now. Thank you so much. You see, these are the parenting instincts that we're going to need to co-parent this dog. You know, here's the thing, Bim. We just, we just gave a textbook example to your listeners about compromise. Right? I love it. About communication, the tools, open communication, compromise, and a willingness yeah. to listen. That's that's it. That's a successful podcast host, podcast guest relationship. Okay, so you we've mentioned your expertise in podcasting already. Can you talk to us a little bit about um not necessarily how you get into podcasting, but your ritual when you are about to get on the mic. Do you have anything to that you normally do to prepare yourself? What's your what's your podcasting routine? No, you know, not really. It is. I will say I'm very lucky in that. So I'm one of the co-hosts of uh, How Did This Get Made, uh, a podcast that uh, talks about bad movies, uh, and I host it with uh, Paul Shear and June Diane Raphael. And it's usually the three of us plus a guest. Uh, have we've watched a bad movie? The, the kind of the idea behind it is we've watched a bad movie, and that bad movie can be anything from like The Room or Birdemic or like really bad kind of culty movies to we do all the Fast and Furious movies and The Meg and fun stuff like that. And so we have a guest on, and we will talk about that stuff. And what I'm very lucky or. You know, uh, we'll do it live. We do it in the studio. And for the most part, this is just me and friends. You know, Paul and June, I've known for 20, almost 20 years now. Uh, most of the guests are people like Adam Scott or Nick Kroll or, you know, Chelsea Peretti or all these people who are similarly our peer group and our friends. And so I'll say there is no real preparation other than a willingness to like and an excitement genu genuinely to get on stage or to get into the studio with friends of mine because I know that what the show is really is a conversation amongst friends and that's what I think people like about the show and that's what I like about doing the show like that's I will say one of the things I'm missing the most in quarantine is performing um, I just really, I'm a, I'm myself an enormous podcast fan. 
And so I get excited to go on other podcasts to talk to people who are themselves excited about the stuff they're talking about. And when I was told that you guys, your episode was you guys excited about me, I was like, well, I'm also very into me. So I... (laughs) I'd love to go on this podcast where I was told every episode of your podcast was about me. And that was, a, yes. turns out, not true. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Go back and listen again. They're all about you. Don't worry. They're, some of them are coded, so, but they're all about you. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I was told that you guys had done an episode where you talked about me. So, you know, every night before bed, I listen to that <laughs> section of that episode and listen to your voices as, as I drift off to sleep. Talking about me and my my wiry beard. Oh, God, stop. (laughs) It's remarkable because when you're recording these episodes, Nicole and I are kind of in our own world. We know what we're there to talk about. And it sounds weird to say, but I never, ever imagine the uh, person that we're talking about ever hearing it. Like, ever. Yeah. So it's incredibly odd to be speaking to you about you and we're going to have more questions but it's very it's like once we had the confirmation that you were going to be on i kind of had like a a very mild stroke sure and i thought oh, which shit. must have been very difficult during this time because it's scary to go to the hospital so you imagine so imagine my distress yeah, so it was kind of it like, was a very t- i guess i'll just you know suck it up and have this minor this stroke it. <laughs> it was a fraught weekend and finally the feeling came back and i thought fine now we can record so here i am Thank God. <laughs> no longer I know the left side of my body is active yet again, but I'm always kind of like in a place of just kind of like, oh shit, now they have to like. Oh, and I I get it. I get it from, you know, a slightly different uh, perspective, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I, cause I, you you know, we we talk on our podcast about movies, you know, so we're talking about actors or directors or we're talking about whatever, all the stuff, you know, and then Mm -hmm. so, but. I'm also an actor and a writer and right. I work in this business. So there are times when I've been I've I was in a meeting once and when I was sitting on the couch you know kind of looking around at the beginning of the meeting I noticed that all of the books on a shelf were all of the books by the author Joe Nesbo which is like mm-hmm. a series of crime books that I think are from like Sweden. I can't remember. Yes, like, they are. What, Scandi, Scandi crime. One of those Scandinavian crime series, right? Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh, hang on. I know we did one of those on the podcast. And I just, <laughs> just kind of clocked it. And I was like, okay, I don't care. And then we kind of kept going. And in the middle of the meeting, talk turned to podcasts in general and how what a, <laughs> what a surprising, you know, big part of societal uh, pop culture is now podcasts and everybody's sharing podcasts the way they used to share TV or movie recommendations and blah, 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 and this or that. And I, somebody asked if I had a podcast, I said I did. And I started to describe it. And the woman who I was having the meeting with said, Oh, I feel like I've heard that podcast before. And I was like, here we go. And then I was like, and I was like, Oh yes. We did an episode on the movie The Snowman, which you have on your bookshelf over there. And she was like, and you could see it wash across her face (laughs) because she was like, oh, oh, I did listen to that episode of that podcast. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. And it was really it, it led to a very funny conversation. But I was for a moment like, oh, right. 
we talk about this stuff. Obviously, we talk about this stuff and knowing full well because we ourselves, we've been in bad movies. We, we, we know what's up. We're trying, we're not trying to tear anything down. We're trying to like celebrate things that have gone awry or things that aren't working. But um, right. but that was a moment where I was like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, exactly. But, but you know, and it was really, it was a, it really was a funny, um, not icebreaker, but it was like a funny moment <laughs> in that meeting of sharing this kind of uh, uh, shared experience. Well, to go back to your wiry beard um, that you listened to us wax poetic about. Oh, uh, you guys missed before. you guys missed it. It was so big last week. I trimmed it last week because I hadn't cut it at all, and it was like it was like here. It was, it was enormous. Like it was. It looked like some Duck Dynasty shit. Like yeah, that's good. Yeah, total Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Total Duck Dynasty, which was, and I had to trim it because I started to, I, because it was so Duck Dynasty, I started to have like, like right wing views as a result. I think the beard, <laughs> the beard was somehow informing me politically. I, I don't know. Oh my God. This is the beginning of a movie. It is. It is. It's called The Conservative Beard. Oh my God. Amazing. Oh, so, wow. okay. So, a lot of people uh, like that wild beard and, you know, obviously consider you what we call a thirst object. And I want to know, we want to know, like, how does that make you feel that people are out there like, I'm, I'm going to risk it all for Adrian Pimento. I'm going to risk it all <laughs> for Derek. You know, how does that make you feel? You know, it's a funny thing to be. Uh, objectified in that way, uh, in, in a way that is, without a doubt, an enormous compliment. You know, of course, I want people to thirst after me, I guess. Uh, that is... Okay, so let me start by saying I, I am not a social media person. I don't have any social media. And so even the concept of thirsting or a thirst, or a thirst trap had to be explained to me, like... Fairly recently. I mean, not plus, like, plus within the last year, <laughs> someone had to explain to me what a thirst trap was. And then I understood uh, mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, so, so you know, it's a funny thing. It's really strange. So I'm not, because I'm not dialed into that kind of, that kind of uh, conversation that happens online, I'm only made aware of it when it pierces through. And so, like, a couple of years ago, somebody wrote an article that was basically like the the thesis of which was a couple of three women basically trying to convince either each other or themselves that I'm hot <laughs> that, or that I'm sexy. I can't remember what it was, but it was like the, the tenor of it was, hear me out, guys. I know this sounds crazy, <laughs> but I think that Jason Manzukis might be hot, question mark, question mark. Which is like, which presu- which is which is yes, a compliment, but also an insult. It's yes. also like, if I if I ever see it, like if it ever gets through to me, it will be somebody saying some version of "What's wrong with me? I think I'm attracted to Jason Manzukis," which is like, hang on, I would like to think nothing's wrong with you. Why do you have to be? Why, why, why do you have to presume that you are a broken person to find me attractive? <laughs> well, 
you know, I think part of that is because of the characters that you play. They are <laughs> <Right>. so like <laughs> out there and wild. How dare you, know? you Nicole? How dare you? <laughs> for women or you know at least what we from what our experience to admit being attractive attracted to someone who you know has had a lot of experience being homeless and transient and <laughs> sure. like on drugs but here's the thing those are okay. the characters those are I characters i play this isn't like hey <clears throat> hear me out call me crazy but i think that rafi from the league is hot that would be insane. That would be an insane thing to say. Rafi from the league. I know is a, people. I know people who do fancy Rafi. So get, you know, please what? give them my number. Just kidding. <laughs> do that. Um, but but if they're saying it about me, the person. They're saying I think Jason Manzukis is hot, and it's like I I would like an exclamation point at the end of that sentence, not some sort of shame question mark. Talk me out of this, please. <laughs> Talk like some sense, sweater. Talk some yeah. sense into me. Something must be wrong. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, no, no, no. I'm not saying I've done this. I'm saying I, I, I understand why people do it because no, you may recall as you listen to our podcast, which again I could not bring myself to listen to again, knowing we were going to speak to you because I thought, oh god, I probably said some truly disrespectful things, and I want was, you to know I respect you as an actor filthy. and as a person. It was filthy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but the thing is, like, there are times like I don't have Twitter at the moment, but there was a time when maybe every week I would tweet about whatever I was thinking, whatever I was tweeting about, and then just as an endpoint, I would just put in brackets. God, today I remembered Adrian Pimento oh. and I just I just laughed for 10 minutes and at the end of that 10 minutes, I just thought to myself, God, I fancy him so much. Oh, I shouldn't have come here. This was a mistake. I'm not ready. I knew I wasn't ready to go back to being police. It's the only job I've ever had except for bagging groceries at the supermarket at the corner of Atlantic and Clinton. I guess I could go back to that again. Paper or plastic? Yeah, still got it. And it wasn't Adrian I was talking about. It was clearly you. But my point is, every time I did that, people on Twitter would be like, oh my God, same. Yes. Oh my God, me too. Oh my God. So it's kind of like, there was like a whole bunch of stuff. And you know, you mentioned like shame a little bit. I promise you, once we did the episode, the inbox, the Twitter, the Tumblr, Exploded. people saying what they wanted to do to you or with you or even <laughs> near you. And it was just kind of like, I don't know if that's legal friend, but okay. There was a lot of, there was a lot of conversation, a lot of it, filthy stuff about your beard in particular. Oh boy. Yes. Yeah, I know. Oh. So just, just something to put in your back pocket, like you're walking around. Just remember, in your whenever you're just like wandering the whole. Sounds of like your I home. should put it in my front pocket. <laughs> Wherever's comfy. Wherever's I mean, I should put it in somebody's front pocket. I, I'm not sure. I don't know what kind of show you guys are running here. <laughs> I think there was a moment on the league where Rafi comes out of the pool and it goes into slow-mo. I may have it confused with something else, but you come oh, out of the pool. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. It is not... Yeah. I've seen the gif. It's not the yeah. league. Yeah, it's not the league. It's an episode... You know what it is? It's... Um, it's from an episode of Kroll Show on Comedy Central where oh, yeah. um, the sketch is called... Uh, oh, Gigolo House. Where we're all male gigolos living in a house together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I'm coming out of a pool is from the yeah. 
opening yes. the promo yeah i think okay. the opening yes. so credits uh, the title yes. sequence of that yes. i think yes. that's what that is yeah yeah so i bring that up that slow-mo moment because <laughs> i want to know do you want to have more like slow motion uh hot <laughs> you know shots of yourself so that we can see more here's what i'll you. say here's what i'll say you know i'm constantly <laughs> playing i get cast as you mentioned a lot to play you know, uh, maniacs and crazy people and, you know, loose cannons and, you know, whatever whatever kind of uh, descriptor you want to use. Wild card is used a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Gross, perverts, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, monsters. Um, charming, hopefully lovable <laughs> monsters. But yes, yeah. I mean, to, to, to your question, I would like to be considered to play like the, the, the guy that the girl wants to date. You know, like, (laughs) why can't I be, like, I'm in one of the side stories in, like, the romantic comedy How to Be Single. And I'm just a guy that runs a bookstore and marries Alison Brie in that movie. And to me, I'm like, (laughs) why can't I do more of that? Like, that's, nobody was, like, up in arms when that happened. Nobody was like, no, that's not, we won't allow that. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, yes. So yeah, no, I'd love to. I I I, okay. I wish that I was considered more um, for roles like that, for roles in which I'm not the guy who. Sadly, though, I think it is a lot of times I am cast as the guy that's like, well, after she broke up with that guy and decided to go crazy, she dates this guy, <laughs> who's the worst, you know. <laughs> I will say after after I saw sleeping with other people. Um, I did think to myself, God, that seems like a really lovely marriage, those two characters. Yeah, have. that was a good, I love that. It's Leslie Headland's movie, Sleeping with Other People, yes. who also did Russian Doll and, yes. uh, you know, so many other great things. She's wonderful. Um, and, and yeah, those scenes, so Andrea Savage and I play, a man who, who does the show, uh, I'm Sorry on True TV, play yeah. the kind of Sleeping with Other People, Headland always used to describe it as when Harry met Sally for assholes. Um <laughs> And it Uh-oh. is the uh, and the main couple in it. It's if it's when Harry met Sally. So the main couple, the you know uh, the primary couple you're following are uh, Sadekis, who you guys also talked about in the episode of your show yeah. where you thirsted over me. Um, <laughs> it sounds like we should have just dedicated a whole episode. I feel you, like I feel like, like, like why why are you sharing listen, an episode? Uh, listen, I, I'm glad. <laughs> listen, I'm glad I came second. I'm glad I was. I'm glad I was the no! headliner. I'm glad that, you know, in the episode, Sudeikis, oh, you guys opened with Sudeikis. Um, sure. But, uh, uh, so it's he and Alison Brie are the kind of, the main couple you're following, and then Andrea Savage and I are the kind of Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby in When Harry yes. Met Sally, the married couple that are their yes. friends who they kind of go to for advice and stuff. And we, you know, um, Headley, we've, you know, we've all known, again, I've known Headland for years, I've known Andrea Savage for years, so it really was... Uh, a very comfortable and and Sudeikis and Brie and uh, you know it's another one of these things where because I'm doing it with friends and because there's so much of a an ease with everybody uh, there was a, we did especially Savage and I did a lot of improvising did a lot of like really fun weird long takes like that ending end credit scene I love the end credit scene <laughs> we literally just set up real quick on the street uh, and just improvised I'd be shocked if they made it at all I bet this sex thing is a ruse. For what? They're having trouble. Cold feet, second thoughts. 
second thoughts, they literally just got back together. I know, but now they have to have this whole sex thing. I don't know. First of all, we had sex at the last minute right before we got married. I don't think that's true. Really? You don't remember someone sneaking into my room right before? Ooh. Ooh, I'm murdering. I really loved it. I also really like that they were sort of like the lived-in experience of the, the main couple. Like, once they settle down, this could be a sort of um, vision of their future. I just, I really loved, like you said, the crackle. It made me smile a lot, kind of like every, and every, every so often, you know, your character would say something and, you know, uh, Andrea's character would kind of say something like, that's not true. And you could see <laughs> yeah. just like a little bit of just kind of like, this couple has been together forever. And you can just see, just go like, what? And, I really loved that. Yeah, oh, thank you. And, and I love that too. And I get so many, that's one of the things that I do get a lot of lovely feedback about because people, I think that oftentimes in those movies, the married couple represent like the misery of marriage. You know, mm -hmm. that the, that they are juxt they are used to, to juxtapose to the single people the pitfalls or the dangers or the the cautionary tale, the 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 married right. friends who hate their spouse, the you know, blah blah blah. Oh, that's like the the kind of that's the trope that normally exists. And I think what was great about sleeping with other people is that Hedlin really wanted to have a happily if <laughs> If overwhelmed and harried married couple, you know, people who've yeah. who've been with each other and still want to be with each other, but are but have two kids and are overwhelmed and it's a lot, you know. And so, yeah, uh, so that I feel like representing like a successful long term marriage complete with its problems and bickering and stuff like that was really fun to try and realize while still also being obviously funny, you know. Yes. All that to say, if you were to receive uh, a script for a rom-com, you should 100% uh, please leap at it because not just us, a whole a whole swathe of people would very much like to see that. Oh, so yes. I'm I'm in. I mean, like I'm I'm so in. I'm I, I also because like I love romantic comedies. Like that that those are and I find myself, you know, I find myself in quarantine vacillating between like romantic comedies and also like action movies from my childhood. You know what I mean? Right. Like aliens and stuff that was like some stuff that feels like what was on cable when I was a teenager. You yeah, know, right. that yeah. somehow feels like, okay, I know what this is. I'm okay, I'm just gonna sit back right now. I'm gonna watch Total Recall. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> exactly. Before Arnie became governor, yeah. you know, that or, that blissful period. Yeah. And then uh, and then I'll be flipping through channels and be like, oh, Love Actually is on? Done. I'm going to watch this. Uh, and uh, only so I can see my queen, Emma Thompson. Oh, my God. I, I was hoping you were going to say that scene. That's the best. It's, it's the like best. it's like a she she just delivers. When she it. Never... opens when she opens the Joni Mitchell CD, it is. Oh. And it's de oh, it's devastating. It's it's, it's devastating. devastating. It's devastating. I could talk about that. That scene forever. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can talk about how into Emma Thompson I am for the rest of the show. I, I am, I am, here's the pull quote, I am horny for Nanny McPhee. <laughs> there it is. It's the well, truth, we always ask, We always ask uh, the people that we interview on this show when we are talking about, you know, making a romantic movie, you know, if they're going to do what they can, use their clout to make sure that their leading lady is a black woman. Because, you know, we don't often get to see black women in rom-coms uh, as the lead is the one getting the love. 
yeah. know, right. or whatever. They're the so, best friend. They're in the loveless marriage. They're the marriage. best friend. Or, yeah. You know, they're the, the wise uh, woman <laughs> of yeah, sure. the sort crew. of sage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if we can see some black woman, a black woman running her fingers through your beard, you know. Happily. <laughs> <laughs> If she looks like Bim or if she looks like me, that could be, you know, like, guys, that's just extra. a bonus. Guys, all I want, <laughs> listen, all I want is a rom-com with me and Lupita. Like, let's do it. There you go. Listen, like, let's... I'm writing it right now. I'm going to log off this interview right <laughs> like, now and open up final draft. Let's go. I'm ready. I, you know, I think, I don't, I think that's, I mean, I think that's doable, right? I mean, okay. why not? Well, tell me. Hear me out. So it begins with Lupita hosting a podcast, right? Great. And she mentions a dog called Rex. I'm, I'm, I'm into Stop it. Stop me. Excellent. Okay, we're already it's on board. A cro- and then- it's like it's like it's like must love dogs meets. It's kind of sleepless in Seattle because we're on separate sides of the yes. country. Sure, sure. Right, naturally. So okay. we're gonna have to meet. Um, wait, Prospect Park in Brooklyn. Done. Done. Sold. I'll be there. there. Listen, I'll be I'm, there. I'm writing it you, right now. You, I'm writing it right you, now. <laughs> uh, wait, you enter from the Prospect Heights section. I'll enter from Dipmas, and we'll meet in the middle. This is, this is it. With Rex barking between us. This is. Oh my god. You know what? We'll Nailed just. It. I'll just. Here, how about this? We'll just both wander Prospect Park, shouting Rex, Rex, <laughs> until we find each other, and then we'll go there and adopt the go. dog. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. It is. There I'm laughing, is. but I've actually, I've already, I'm already two thirds of the way through. I script, somehow, so I just want Bim, to I feel like Lupita's no longer in this movie, and it's just you and me, <laughs> and this is not a movie. <laughs> what makes you think that? God damn it! You've seen through my ruse. Shit! Can I, I ask I was an being subtle. honest question? Are we really doing a podcast right now, or is this? <laughs> All some sort of elaborate route elaborate, to get no, me to sign on to this Rex situation. This, this is it. I've actually, this is the point where I bring in Rex. Uh, Rex, <laughs> buddy, you want to come on in? No, I promise. <laughs> so to go back to these action movies that you're watching from yeah. your childhood, um... Are these places where you kind of found, figured out, like, your models of masculinity and, like, who you wanted to, uh, like, be? Like, the kind of man or the kind of No, no, not really. I would say, if anything, they serve more as, like, comfort food. You know, Mm -hmm. things that I've seen before that I don't have to pay full attention to that I can kind of have on in the background, you know? Um, I think for me... Um, I identified with or felt a lot more of an affinity to or um, an interest in uh, the men of my time who were comedians or comedic actors. You know, I didn't look to the, um, you know, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone's or the action stars of that era did not were not three dimensional. They were, you know, those are. Those are the kind of Marvel movies of that time. They are just Mm -hmm. action. They are just, more often than not, there's no love stories. Like, the stuff that I loved, you know, were, 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 like I said, like a a lot of those rom-coms, like the kind of, like that golden era of rom-coms from Nora Ephron and all that, like the, the movies of that era, 
uh, uh, were, you know, kind of overlapped perfectly with my growing up and, and stuff. Or like the screwball comedies, you know, as like a film person, like the screwball comedies, the, the, the Preston Sturgis movies or His Girl Friday or that kind of rapport, that kind of that kind of back and forth. Uh, 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 Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, you know, that kind yeah, of banter, rat-a-tat-tat. Banter, yeah. yeah, it's what I like about uh, Amy Sherman Palladino's shows like Gilmore Girls or Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's what I mm-hmm. like about, um, you know, a lot of those. That's the kind of I think those are more the models that I always wanted to feel like I was part of that. And and a little bit of what I'm describing with Andrea Savage in sleep, uh, Sleeping With Other People, rather, has that kind of rat-a-tat-tat, back-and-forth mm-hmm. uh, banter. Mm-hmm. And that's... If anything, what I found more of a kinship to or more aspirational than action stars or whatever. The the overlap, I will say, was as a kid, I was obsessed with the show Moonlighting, which is... <gasps> Here we, we go. We did an episode about this. I was obsessed with it. Oh, my God. See? I'll tell you. So... So Moonlighting is a at the time in the in the 80s is a contemporary screwball comedy, right? It's yes! Sybil Shepherd and it's the role that in it's the role basically that invents Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yes. Prior- oh my god. You know what? Listen. Wow, you're coming on next week and the week yeah. after. We're just going to talk about Moonlighting forever. Here's the I deal, guys. Did we show. just start the Moonlighting <laughs> podcast episode by episode? Yes. Oh my yes. god. When we get yes. to the Taming of the Shrew episode, what are we going to do? I don't even know, but I'm going to involve Rex. Don't I'm worry gonna, about I it. I want um, an entire episode just dedicated to Agnes DePesto. Uh, yes! Oh, guys, I'm here for Moonlighting. Oh, my God. Oh my I gosh. love Moonlighting. I think about, I say this all the time. Like, I imprinted on Bruce Willis for the longest time. I could not be attracted to someone unless they smirked exactly like Bruce Willis smirked as David Addison. Yeah. Like, I was obsessed with David Addison. And I feel like... He is, and I've, I've expounded on this theory before, but he is the godfather for so many characters. I feel like without David Addison, there is simply no Nick Miller on New Girl. Yeah. It just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Like, these people are like direct descendants of that special kind of character. Yeah. David, I think, is just like amazing. They did a, such a job. Well, well, it's so interesting it. because he is in that show so, you know, it, it, for people who don't know, uh, you know, it is a... It's like it's another it's a format that doesn't really exist anymore, which is like it's an adult private investigator show, Um, (laughs) uh, which when I was growing up, there were just dozens of, you know, Magnum P.I., Hardcastle and McCormick, Charlie's Angels. Um, Did you ever watch P.S. I Love You? No. What's that? It is this tiny, terrible show. And it was set in a detective agency, literally in Malibu, I think. Oh, wow. And it was, I feel like five people on Earth what, watched that what, show. What era? What, like, generally, what year would you guess? Like, um, uh, mid to late 80s. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll look it up. And it was on reruns. Yeah, please do. Oh, I think sure. it has, like, it stars, like, Connie Selica, So you know okay. it's high quality. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, but this like, was like a real. This was like a real format then, heart to it heart. Was, it definitely was. You know, like yes. it was like we're uh, rich and married, and we solve mysteries. And then there was murder. <laughs> yeah. She wrote, which is very yeah, Agatha classic. Christie inspired. Like I'm an old lady sure. in Maine, and I'm solving mysteries. Magnum yes. PI. I'm a Vietnam veteran in Hawaii, Short and I'm solving mysteries. Yeah. Riptide. We are Vietnam <laughs> veterans. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yeah. Hardcastle and McCormick. Yeah. Jake and the Fat Man. These are yeah. all Jake and the Fat Man. Oh, the A Team. The equal. 
Equalizer. <laughs> like these are yes. real shows. There were so yes. many. <laughs> so good. Um, and so that kind of will they, won't they, that kind of charismatic Bruce Willis in the show is the wry, you know, quippy kind of uh, sarcastic, yes. ironic uh, leading man detective, mm-hmm. like the the classic Philip Marlowe kind of Sam Spade. Yes. The gumshoe, the, right? Yeah, the, the classic noir style uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, private investigator. And the, but the actress who's the owner of the private investigation agency loses all her money. It's Sybil Shepard. Yes. She comes in to take ownership and they butt heads. Guys, <laughs> classic <laughs> screwball comedy. If you want to watch, I'm talking like watch like watch Adam's Rib or Woman of the Year or His Girl Friday. If yes. you want to see what these mo- or Philadelphia Story or Bringing yes. Up Baby, like Cary Grant fits this uh, archetype very well as well. Someone who mm-hmm. has a light has a light enough touch to be able to pull off the comedy, yes. but is undeniably, and this is something that I find a lot now in conversation, is undeniably a capable man. Yes, a man of action. Versus what I think we have a lot of now, or what we think about a lot now, is men, their attractiveness is almost based on how boyish they are. Like, a lot of our American leading men are actually boyish in their attitudes. They're not like, they don't seem to be, which is why I feel like when we need men, we go to uh, Australia and England to import... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to import like capable men. It's like if there's a man at the front of something, it's like, all right, I guess we got to call, you know, a Hem- Chris Hemsworth or 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 <laughs> or, or, or um, Tom Hardy or any mm-hmm. of the any all the British guys, basic Idris Elba. These are like the men yeah. uh, of now. Yes. Like the there there are so few like. American men who f- don't feel like they're young boys. And that's the thing about <laughs> David Addison. Yeah. That's the thing about uh, yes. uh, um, th- about him in, in that moment. Bruce Willis goes from being like this, this quippy kind of P.I. to doing Die Hard, which solidifies yes. him as a wisecracking action star. And that, to me, mm-hmm. very interesting, you know? Yes. Die Hard is, yeah. you know, kind of an amazing movie in that way because it it functions well as an action movie. It also mm-hmm. functions as a comedy because he's very good at yes. that. The same way yes. that so Beverly Hills Cop does that as well, very well. Yes. Um, Come on, Axel. You know, yes. there's a bunch of movies from that era where the action has stakes and feels real. There is real, Mm -hmm. you know, people die. There are consequences to people's actions. But these lead characters, these leading men are still able to have a light enough touch to to make them seem vulnerable, to make them seem... They're not Mm -hmm. just killing machines. They're not whatever, you know? It's not James Bond, is or it's, it? Yeah, it's, it's not a different thing. It's not James Bond. Yeah. It's not the Terminator. It's not you know mm-hmm. the the kind of nonsensical, just kind of you know action of the other kind of movies like that. When you get Bruce Willis in there, it's like it's I don't know. It's more much more fun. But Moonlighting, yeah. I'm on board for our mo- our Moonlighting podcast. Sold. Yes. Okay, um, very quickly, I want to talk about Big Mouth yeah. and your character on Big Mouth, Jay Bilzerian. Sure. Who, mm-hmm. um, you know, he The is, worst best boy. Right. He's so sweet <laughs> but awful, um, which seems to be a theme for you. Um, some, some, somehow. 
Somehow I've this is the niche that I have found that I have that I've apparently carved. But I wanted to know, um, um, while you've been working on this show, even though you are clearly a grown man, since we've been talking about man and, and what you know, all that, I wanted to know if there's something that um, working on the show has made you kind has given you a clearer perspective about in your re- relationships and the things that you once thought about girls when you were young and, and women as you got a little older. If it's helped, um, you know, clear up some confusion for you with some of the <laughs> possibly antiquated ideas that you once had. You know, I'm not not necessarily. I don't think the show has prompted me to have like realizations or epiphanies about what I think now as much as I think for me boy do I wish this show or something like it had existed when I was that age I, or <laughs> or even in the years subsequent I feel like I feel like uh, this is information that I wish I'd had uh, or, or I'd known I wish I you know like I feel like for me it makes me feel a lot more like, oh boy, it was like Jay or some of these other characters are going through stuff that I went through and that I like labored over or worried about anxiously for years and years and stuff that is just, you know, doesn't matter. It really isn't like I wish, you know, if anything, I just wish I could tell my younger self to have to watch this show so that I can <laughs> relax a little bit more as a kid, you know? I'm trying to think if... I, oh, you know what I didn't know that the show taught me? I didn't know about periods. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Wait, okay, so you were also... You've done two episodes of Nailed It, the holiday editions. I did, right? yes, yes. Uh, can you cook? Can you bake? Like, I can't. Do- no, I can't. I just, I just, um, this is, well, uh, this is a good example. This is just an, uh, an example of one of the things that I'm very grateful for, which is simply by being a fan, like a vocal fan, <laughs> they invited me to be a guest judge on the show. Um, and so now have been on twice and it's a, it's a blast. It is a blast. Um, it's such a fun set. It's such a good group. You know, they have, you know, from Nicole and Jacques, who is the kind of um, the expert baker uh, judge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have such an amazing dynamic. The whole crew is very, uh, their camaraderie is amazing. Like, it's a very, it's a very chill easy set to be on yeah um so what's up with west though i mean he's a little too nordic for my taste but like you know he seems to be uh he's yeah, what he's the hunk of the show right yeah west if i'm not on you know i think west becomes the hunk of the show you know of course of course um you know i think when i am on there's a lot of people who are like i don't know what's wrong with me maybe i <laughs> Maybe I've been concussed, but but Jason Manzukis kind of looks like a snack on this show. That was an excellent use of the word yes. snack, by the yes. way. Thank Good you. job. Thank you. When was he going to get off so I can def- definitively say I'm hot for Wes? Because he is a traditional view of masculine beauty. Like a joke that's not a joke. I feel like I feel like you've heard this too many times, and it really has done like a little, a little. It's, a part of it has gone in, and you're like, 
I just imagine you in front of a mirror, just like, am I hot? And you know what, Jason? We're here no. to tell you definitively, yeah. yes, you no, are. No, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, they see you for the fraud that you are. No. You're disgusting. What do <laughs> you is, use? This is that Rorschach thing no, of just no. kind of like Pagliacci. But, but, uh, but doctor, I am Pagliacci. There's hummus in your beard. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What, no. what do you use? Do you use mixed chicks on your hair? Like what's It's so <laughs> funny. You guys said mixed chicks in the podcast, and I have used mixed chicks before. Of course you have. It's so fu- I don't anymore, but like I would say as okay. of like three years ago, I was mm-hmm. using mixed chicks every day. Wow. That yeah. you, when you said that on the podcast, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh man. <laughs> these these women really do know me. I feel seen. Amazing. I can, as as you also mentioned in your episode previously, that again, I listened to you both talk about me for, I don't know, 25 minutes. Um, Talk about, I listened to you talk about my body. I listened to you talk about my hair. I listened to you talk about what you'd like to do to me. No! I heard, oh, no. I heard, I heard all of your innermost thoughts is basically oh, what I'm Jesus. saying. Anyway. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not up at night as much as, Bim, you might want me to be. I'm not up oh, at God, night stop. in tidy whities doing Tai no. Chi. Oh. oh my God, please, no. <laughs> I have actually, I've melted out of embarrassment. I am so sorry. I... I promise you, at no point did I think, oh, one day Jason's going to listen to this and we're going to talk about it. I am so sorry. I think I... the small part did No, no, not even the most microscopic part. The, every part of me was kind of like, it's fine. Jason's not going to listen to this. He's a very busy person. He has lots of shit to do. He has podcasts and whatnot. And then only But then you guys invited me to do the yeah, podcast. Yeah, but it was... Like, you know, he's not, he's too busy. I bet he's of course, they, if, if they send me an email that says you've been invited to be on this podcast, here's a link to the episode where they talk about you on this no! podcast before I agree to the podcast. Because maybe I have to listen to it because maybe you guys spend the whole time trashing me. I don't know. No, maybe this was never, an elaborate no, setup for, no. a, for a prank of never some that. sort. No. Turns out opposite. not a prank it's... at all. No, no, just um, no, an very lovely, riches. wonderful things you said about me and my body and how it moves oh, and how it makes you feel. Shut up! When I'm up. hopscotching no, on Brooklyn no, Nine Nine. Oh my god, that's my favorite scene. I'm so sorry. Oh my Wait, god. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Jason, <laughs> we're gonna add. We're gonna add a little bit to sure. how hot you are by talking about the fact that you play drums, right? I do, I do. I mean, oh, a, shit, little, you do? a little less so Bam. now. Let me, let me yeah. log off. I'm sorry. I just, I'm so sorry. I fucked all the way up drums. No, sorry. Sorry, I'm a professional. Sorry, carry on. Sorry. Um, that carry rhythm. On. I know. Oh, my God. God. Shut up. Oh. Get the fuck out, Nicole. Stop this. This is too much. Wait. You can't tell what I'm blushing. Stop. Bim, are you <gasps> trying to tell Nicole to log off so it's just No, God, no, that's not. No, that's not what I meant. Don't disturb this group. You know what, Nicole? Shut the fuck up. No, stop this. How do you you put a sock on the Zoom room door? No, oh my God. How do we... Can we take this to private? How does this work? 
Okay. Yes. All right. Exactly. Okay. I think I think everyone's had enough closet time today. Okay. That's that's enough. Thanks, everybody. Oh my gosh, but Jason, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it was um, my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me. What a delight. It really, really was. Um, can you, for the sake of uh, internet clarity, where can we find you and your work? Um, you, I'm I'm not on uh, any social media, so if you Very want smart. to keep up. With what I'm doing, I would say, you know, the How Did This Get Made podcast that I've been talking about quite a bit here is available on all your podcast platforms. Uh, there is a, a, you know, there's a Twitter and an Instagram for the podcast itself. I think it's at HTDGM. How did this get made? Yeah. HDTGM. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, and that, that, that will alert you to upcoming episodes. Um, upcoming live shows, when once hopefully things open up and start to resume again. It tells you when new episodes are coming out. Uh, if you want to keep up with any of that kind of stuff, it'll also, in, like a lot of times, the podcast will, I, I suspect when this episode drops, the How Did This Get Made Twitter will also mention it. You know, that kind of, if there is any bit of promotion for the stuff that I do, that's kind of where it lives. Uh, oftentimes, right. um, I don't engage in, in any of that other stuff. So, so really, you know, but I'm on, you know, a lot of podcasts. If you have enjoyed this conversation, <laughs> uh, Excellent. you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, the, you, you can, you can hear me talking to people on podcasts all around and then, you know, otherwise, you know, you can find me on, uh, various of your favorite, uh, half hour comedies in the last few years popping up for an episode or two. That's a perfect place to close out. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you guys okay. so much for having me. Have a Thank you. Good luck. Stay safe. <laughs> you, too. you too. Thank you so much. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Bim, are you okay? Nicole, I think um, it's unlikely that I will ever be okay again, to be honest. Um <laughs> I have a lot of... I, I'm going to try and settle my estates just in case I have a delayed reaction later. But I am overwhelmed. <laughs> I can tell. I am just so tickled. <laughs> I, I can't really, believe that that I, happened. I really feel like, you know, maybe I should have given y'all some privacy. Like, I don't, you know... You know, Nicole, you know I'm actually quite... I'm very low-key about a lot of stuff, right? right? Yes, yes. But if you had, in fact, just like quietly moonwalked out... A la Nick Miller. <laughs> I would have been like, all right, cool. Well, let's see what happens. Like, I really was in a headspace of just kind of like, wow, this first date is going amazing. <laughs> all jokes aside, I cannot believe what a dream of a guest Jason was and how genuinely open to just like chatting absolute shit with us. Which he is was the so dream. game, so much fun yeah. um, and Ugh. really engaging, you know, just uh, yes. it really helped that we were able to see him. We couldn't have him in the studio, obviously, but to be right. able to see him uh, uh, on Zoom, that was great. And he was just uh, really a pure delight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tells out Adrian Pimento, he's real, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you know, because we had this guest, uh, we mm -hmm. are not going to have drabbles this week, which is fine. Mm -hmm. You know, we just experienced a real life drabble, you know, this very, <laughs> this, you know, cute meat, whatever, meat cute, sorry. <clears throat> we just experienced this meat cute between Bim and Jason. So I feel like that's good enough. That's a good enough drabble right there. I'll take it. Thanks, universe. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you.
Let's talk a little bit about that redacted, though. Um, yes, it was our first time having somebody else do it. And, you know, we gave Jason uh, a line to say because we know he's a huge fan of the Harry Potter books um, and like a noted fan of the Harry Potter books. Um, and so that redacted was between uh, two characters from that book series. And we recorded all of that before J.K. Rowling took to Twitter to say some fairly uh transphobic stuff and by fairly we mean totally transphobic stuff um and you know it's a difficult thing to love a product that is from uh, a maker that is uh, invested in seeing a world that sees you as less than (laughs) Mm -hmm. we are not aligning ourselves with uh jk rowling's thoughts on um trans lives at all we believe that trans women are women, trans men are men. If you're yep. non-binary, you're non-binary, and we respect that. Um, but, you know, this was, again, we had done this before she let go her latest uh, transphobic stream of thoughts. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, we do not support her. We do not align ourselves with, with her thoughts on this matter. Um we know a lot of our listeners are Harry Potter fans, people who have, you know, Harry Potter tattoos and, you know, people for whom those books really mean a great deal. So we know those fans are dealing with their own sort of, you know, come to Jesus moment about, you know, a creator that feels a certain way about a whole group of people. Um, and it's like a dangerous and damaging feeling. Um, and we just wanted to make it clear that um, we over here at Thursday Kid affirm all of our listeners, however they identify, whatever they are, whomever they may be. And we just wanted to make that clear. And we hope that much of the liberation work that is going on right now is something that impacts positively on your lives. And it allows people finally to treat you as you ought to be treated, which is as valid human beings. Here, here. Thursday Kit is a Slate production produced by Cher Vincent and us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at ThirstAidKit and we're on Tumblr at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. The show goes out every Thursday and there is a dedicated band of listeners who live tweet their listen. Thank you so much. And you can join them by using the hashtag TACPOD or you can write us an email with all of your feelings to thirstaidkit at slate.com. If you want to use our first sommelier service, just send us a short, and we mean no longer than a minute, message. The number is 510-984-4778. That's 5109-THIRST. And non-US Thirst Buckets can send us a very short voice note via email at thirstaidkit at slate.com. You can find all of our episodes and links to listen at slate.com slash podcasts. And if you find yourself wishing you could get even more Thursday Kent every week, well, now you can. All you have to do is become a Slate Plus member. Slate Plus is Slate's membership program. For just $35 for the first year, you'll get a little extra from this show and all other Slate shows. Plus, absolutely no ads. Visit slate.com slash plus to sign up. We'll see you next week. And remember to wash your hands and stay thirsty. Bye. Bye. Serious. Pu- <laughs> I keep wanting to say serious. <laughs> Why? I wonder. That's funny. <clears throat> Put all of these in.
Put all the rough takes. Okay. Put all the aborted takes in. 